Hey, look, I'm wearing a hat. Oh, what a nice hat. I'm out in the wilderness. Wilderness. I know. You keep you keep going camouflage mode into the background. <laughs> We're weird. It's enjoyable. Hey, look, now I have an orange one. Oh, a hat. <laughs> Very nice. Hey guys, here's what's coming up. Next week on May 17th, we're doing a co-host swap with the Literary Lushes duo to talk about Neverwhere by Neil Gaiman. You'll hear Mo and Megan's thoughts here on our podcast, and if you want to know what Samantha and I thought, you'll have to check out the Literary Lushes podcast. Then, on May 24th, we'll be talking about our favorite female characters. And don't forget, we have a Patreon now. Some of the perks include episode shoutouts, a monthly book-picking poll for a guaranteed episode, a spoiler-free miniseries, and even having us send you a book we're planning to do an episode on. We hope you consider supporting us if you can, and we're incredibly grateful to all of you for listening in every week. Thank you. Speaking of thank yous, we want to send a huge thank you and shout-out to our patron, Bronnie. May you never run out of good books to read. Now, on with the show. Welcome back to the Book Life Podcast with your host, myself, Mo, and my best friend, Abby. Tonight, we are playing a book game, and it's a game that we made up. Some of the other games we have played, we have found online, and this one, well, it has to involve our Goodreads. Abby, can you go over the rules that we're playing tonight of the game? Sure. We are calling this the Goodreads game. This is how it'll go. We look up the other player's Goodreads red list, only the red list. Anything on this list is fair game for picking. Choose a book from the list. You Google Goodreads quotes with the book title. And you choose a quote from the list and have the other player try to guess the book. One clue is allowed per quote. The limits of this clue are left up to the player giving the quote. and can be anything, including but not limited to the author's initials, a fun fact about the book that might give a hint. For example, this book was turned into a movie or some personal clue that might tip off the player guessing. One point per correct guess. Winner gets bragging rights until the next time we decide to play this. <laughs> and we decided that any book was game, so it should be, it should be interesting. <laughs> it should be very interesting. <laughs> so I'm currently having a regret on one of these. Hmm. I'm going to have to reevaluate this one. This one will not work for this game. Okay. Apparently, one of the one of the books I picked has no quotes. Uh, that's a problem. Yes, and we can't play that kind of game. Mm-mm, nope. Unless you want to give me a free point, I'll take that. All right, Ab. <laughs> no free points. All right, Abby. Why don't you start us off tonight? You want me to give the first one? Yes. Okay. Monty Python is like catnip for nerds. Once you get them started quoting it. They are continuously incapable of feeling depressed. Oh, this sounds. I'm sorry. Constitutionally incapable of feeling depressed. This feels so familiar. What books talk about my Python? Is it a John Scalzi book? It is not. Would you like your official hint? Yes, I'll take my official hint. Okay. Your hint? I feel like we need three hints here anyway. (laughs) (laughs) I bet you can get it with this one. You hated a specific character's voice that the narrator did for the audiobook. Oh, okay, it's a Kevin Hearn book. 
I know it's not Faded because Faded is the first book of Alex versus series. Oh, Founded? Yes. Okay. I I was going with the first book. Okay, guys. So the one she mentioned is Pounded by Kevin Hearn, which is a pretty awesome series, awesome urban fantasy series. I love all the characters. I love, if you guys love the mythology that Patricia Briggs does, this, this is great because this is like male Patricia Briggs, only he's like 2,000 years old and anything that gets belief can become a god. So like you get Norse gods and Celtic gods fighting, like all of these different variations of God. It's great. I highly recommend it. Don't listen to the audiobook though. <laughs> and see, I've listened to like the first four audiobooks and I really enjoyed them. But yeah, Oberon's voice kind of makes him sound like Scooby-Doo. <laughs> mm-hmm. But that's okay. They're really good books. I enjoyed the ones that I read. I would like to eventually read the rest of the series at some point. Um, they, I, pretty far. The where I got stuck was they had um, was there time jumps when I when I reread it? No, something big happened and I just didn't get back into it because I got bored. It happens. I still have a whole bunch of them to read. Anyway, let's go. Next book for me. Oh, you. Okay, Abby, you ready? Sure. All right. If there's anything I hate, it's someone telling me don't without saying why. Oh, goodness. Um, what's my hint? Um, the cover is a steampunk cover. Um, is this Lady of Infernal Devices? Lady of Devices by Shelby. Lady of Devices. Ada. Adina. I don't know either. It's okay. Shelly. Yeah. I can't say it, but good job. Thank you. I was like, what other steampunks have I read besides the Finishing School series? (laughs) Mm -hmm. This is a really fun series. I think I read the first three or four, but it's like, it's a longer series. And I really enjoyed this particular uh, brand of steampunk. It's not on the finishing school level, in my opinion, but it was still a very fun read. It was a good audiobook because that's where I read them. And definitely, if you just want a fun little steampunk romp, I would suggest this series for sure. Did I listen to it? Did I read this one too? I did. I Yeah, because I put a rating on it. I didn't like this one as much. Yeah, like I said, it's not, it's not like super fantastic, can't put it down, but it's a fun audiobook romp. I don't know if I would have gotten through it in a physical book form, but the audiobook was good. Sounds good. I can't think, I can't even think of like anything about it. That's bad. So listen to Abby's suggestion. Don't listen to Mo. Apparently Mo can't remember this. Oh, well. (laughs) All right, your turn. Okay. This is a slightly longer quote for you. Okay. I put my fingers around the unmarked ring of the spyglass and twisted. The scene became clear. Oh no, a hairy brown spider clung to a vine. I couldn't go there. I'd go to the desert to find a dragon. I began to reset the spyglass, but then I stopped myself. A spider was worse than a dragon? No, my first monsters would be spiders then. My first monsters would be spiders? Is this dealing with dragons? No. Would you like your hint? Hold on. Spiders, what is this? Um, God, what the hell is this book called? 
Is the author Marie Buchanan? No. Dang it. Okay, okay. Let me think. Let me think. So it's not that one. Okay, think about dragon books, Mo. What dragon books does Mo like? Everything. This is not a Mercedes Lackey book, correct? Nope. Okay. What books have dragons in it? That aren't the ones I've thought of so far. Mm, the author is not Naomi Novik, right? This is not his Majesty's Dragon? Nope. Hmm. And it can't be a Rachel Aaron book. Okay, I need a hint. It involves a pair of sisters. Sisters. Um, Ella Enchanted? No, no, she doesn't have a sister. The author of Ella Enchanted. Getting close. Uh, the sisters with the B. Yeah, yeah, the, the sisters with sisters of B or sisters something. I forgot what the title is called. Sisters, sisters something. No. The two princesses of the Mark. Enough. I said sisters. I just threw out some crap. Okay, I do. I don't get that point. <laughs> you got close. I'll give you half a point because you got the author. Your turn. Ready? Hit me. All right. Stories are meant to be shared. Milu said gently, but no one was made for another person. Parisi. Oh, God. Um, you know what's terrible? What? I'm horrible at remembering character names. <laughs> so that didn't help. I even gave you two characters in here. <laughs> that doesn't help me at all. <laughs> um, Parisi, that sounds so dang familiar. Mm. it should I know it should because I've read it <laughs> okay what's my hint god you recently read this um you were a guest on another podcast about this book I think oh maybe you weren't maybe that's not a good hint um don't give me that look <laughs> well um the cover remind okay so when I see the cover it reminds me of Captain Marvel because it's very bright and shiny and very cool, kind of like a prism. <gasps> Raybearer. Yeah. Yay. Oh my goodness. Raybearer by Jordan Ifueco. This has been my favorite read so far this year. It is amazing. I highly recommend everybody read it, please. Mm, I can't wait for the sequel. Comes out in a few months. So did you did you um do audiobook or did you do book book with this one? I did audiobook with this one. Okay, so how badly did I butcher the names? Uh, let's see, what was the first name? Milu? I think that sounds right. Okay. Farisi. I think Farisi's a title? Oh, okay. Well, I just remember that the main character is Tarisai. That's all I remember <laughs> as far as the names go. And Sanjeet was the other character I really liked. And I don't even remember the prince's name. Oh, well, that's important. Your turn. Have you been keeping track of the points? Uh-huh. It's two to one right now. Okay. All right. Your next quote. Love is like the wind. You can't see it, but you can feel it. Love is like the wind. Can't see it, but you can feel it. Hmm. This is not beach read, is it? <laughs> I know. Okay. Um, is it the Rosie effect? No. The Rosie project? Would you like your hint? Yes, give me a hint. 
I'm like, what the hell book do I read that talks about love? Okay, anyway. Okay. <laughs> um, they made a very good movie adaptation of this YA book. Well, it can't be the Divergent series because that was not a good adaptation. Um, <laughs> I don't remember what it's called. Hold on. Um, Hunger Games? Mm-mm. Not Hunger Games. Okay. Good. Well, it's not Twilight because we know that was. <laughs> well, actually, the movies are better than the books, but that's okay. Um, they made a good YA adaptation. Not the giver. I don't think there was a huge craze over this one. Okay. It's not Get the Giver, is it? No. Love is like the wind. Hmm. Let's see. Let me let me just start thinking out loud. So if love is like the wind in this YA, so I must make the assumption how recently would I have watched it or read it? So it could be a high school book. I read a lot of YA in high school. Can't be the uglies, can't be the selection, because those, I think I read in college. Not the givers, not Hunger Games, it's not not Divergent. Has to be made into a movie, not Twilight. Hmm. What's been made into a movie? Well, what I had seen this movie. Yes. It's a standalone book. Hmm, it's a standalone book, Y.A., not Ella Enchanted, because we already had one of her books. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Long YA? I don't know. I can't think of any standalones. I like to read series, so I'm surprised I even read this. What is this? A Walk to Remember by Nicholas Sparks. Yep, I know. I know. You know how I know? Because we did a Valentine's Day episode, and I mentioned that stupid book. That's why I was hoping you would guess it. I'm like, I know you haven't read many romances, but this is one you've actually read and enjoyed. So I was trying. Well, I got one I think should stump you as well, okay? Oh, geez, okay. You cannot live with a paw in each world. You cannot live with a paw in each world? Yep. Is this from the Pendragon series? Uh, I'm pretty sure Pendragon has hands, not paws. Yeah, but there's one book where the traveler for that world is like a large cat because that's the main species. Mm-hmm. One paw. It's not a Narnia book. Um, I'm trying to think of all the books I know of that have talking animals in them. Or creatures with paws. Yep. Um, it's not from the Redwall series. Nope. Uh, all right, what's the hint? Wow, what kind of hint should I give you? Ah, one word. Are you prepared? Mm-hmm. Meow. You're de- doing this on purpose because I'm winning so far. <laughs> no, no, no. Think meow. Think cat. This isn't No One Noticed the Cat, is it? I don't even know what that is, no. No, I've read one of these books. I don't think I've read this one. This cover doesn't look right. Oh, this is Warriors. Which one, specifically? Is it not the first one? That's not the name of it. Oh, dang, I don't know the name of it. I know it's the Warrior Cat series. 
because he's talking about how mm-hmm. he can't be both the domestic cat and live out in the wild. Mm-hmm. I don't know any of the names of the actual like series of books though. <laughs> Not anymore. Um, it's called Into the Wild by Aaron Hunter. You want to talk more about it? Oh, this is such a fun little series. So it focuses on cats and one cat specifically, he's a ginger cat. And the book starts off by him noticing that one of the neighbor cats went to the vet. And ever since he came back, he's been very languid and laying around and not wanting to run around as much. And this wild cat basically comes to him by his fence and goes, yeah, so they did something to him at the vet. He's not really a full cat anymore. You want to stay a full cat? You should come join us out in the forest here. (laughs) And so it's all about this just like group of cats and the adventures that they go on and they're warriors and they have a hierarchy and it's, it's, it's a very interesting series. I say, I know I read one of them. I probably might have read the first one, but the cover I have is red and none of the book covers look red. So I'm like, mm, I'm not sure which one I've read now. I don't know. Or maybe I not even read one of these and I read another cat book. I don't know. I have no idea. Eh, we'll roll with it. Oh, good. All right. Is this book four for me or three? Um, yes, you've done three already. Okay. A kiss, said Mogut sleepily. Actually, just a breath would do. But you have to start kissing someone sometime, I suppose. A breath, she asked. She didn't want to kiss just any wooden man. He looked nice enough, but he might not be like his looks. A kiss seemed too forward. A wooden man. Oh, what books have wooden men in it? And and you said Mugit, which made me think of some. Mm. A kiss, said Mugit sleepily. That's my cat's name, Mugit. So that's why I'm like, is it a Garth Nooks book? And if it's Garth Nooks book, is it actually a porson? It is not a porson. Muriel. Nope. Say real? Yep. <laughs> okay. I'm like, oh, look for wooden men. I was trying to go easy on you. I'm like, this is her cat's name. She has to get this one. <laughs> Poor Mogget. We call him Mogget. Mog. Mog. He said Moog, Oog, Mooget, Mogget. Eh, poor cat. But let me give a better summary than I remember. Because, so, we did a book review on Degartnik's book, The Left-Handed Booksellers of London, and the books that got me into Garth Nicks were the Old Kingdom series. The first one being Sabriel, which was printed in 1995. Fun fact, my first cat with my husband was Sabriel. And the second book in the series is Lyriel. Fun fact, I have a cat named Lyriel. And next fun fact, I actually do have a cat named Mogget as well. I have the summary if you want me to read it. Yeah, read the summary. Sent to a boarding school in Enclestire as a young child, Sabriel has had little experience with the random power of free magic or the dead who refuse to stay dead in the Old Kingdom. But during her final semester, her father, the Aporson, goes missing, and Sabriel knows she must enter the Old Kingdom to find him. But the big thing I like about this is that the living dead are raised by necromancers. There's necromancers, and to remedy the problem of the dangerous living dead, a necromancer, under name the title of the Abhorson, uses a Belinder, which is like a 
like these fell things basically and a sword to put the dead to rest and so it's very interesting because sabriel is is a coming to age novel she's young i guess 16 or so and going from a world of charter magic into the free magic and learning how to basically put down the dead with her bells and her sword mm-hmm. and it's super interesting very good world building very good magic i have not read the series since high school, so I can't give you like a super accurate summary, except that it's highly enjoyable. Yeah, I've read this series as well, and it's very good. I also haven't read it since probably high school, but... <laughs> oh, high school. Mm-hmm. All that time to read. No, no, there is no time to read now. All right, hit me with the next one. Hmm. Well... Every quote in here is depressing. So we'll just pick the first depressing one. Enjoy. That's your first hint. This book was depressing, kind of. At the temple, there's a poem called Loss, carved into the stone. It has three words, but the poet has scratched them out. You cannot read Loss, only feel it. But the what scratched them out? The poet. The poet. Dang. What have I read that's been really depressing? What's my hint? Um, you've read it, I think, within the last two years, and it is set in um, like the Me- the Meiji era um, of Japan, so kind of the coming into the Western era. Um, it's not one of Elizabeth Lim's books, is it? Nope. Dang, I'm really stumped on this one. I don't have any idea. Hmm. It was made into a movie that was really, really good. So obviously not the new Mulan. (laughs) Nope. I haven't seen that, so I don't know. I've heard nothing but bad reviews about it. Well, that's unfortunate. Oh, man. I got nothing. I give up. Uh, Memoirs of a Geisha by Arthur Golden. Yeah, okay. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, here, I could have read The Heart Dies a Slow Death, Shedding Each Hope Like Leaves Until One Day There Are None, No Hopes, Nothing Remains. Or I could have read This Is Why Dreams Can Be Such Dangerous Things. They smolder on like a fire does, and sometimes they consume us completely. I mean, which depressing quote would you like to <laughs> um, try to identify? Yeah, I don't think any of those would have helped me. Oh. Yeah, everything's about pain. Like nothing, nothing. It was like, oh, this is a great one. We should get a really great, you know, quote out of it. To be fair, like as good as that book is, as good as the movie was, it's basically about how she's sold to a very nice brothel and has unrequited love her entire life. So, I mean, it's not exactly an uplifting book. Oh, right. Are you ready for this? Okay. Well, uh, hit me with your best shot. Let's see how it goes. Woo, woo, secret vampire stuff. Woo, woo, secret vampire stuff. Uh, is that a Charlene Harris book? It is. Okay. Um, is it Dead After Dark? It is. <laughs> okay. Thank you. I'm, I'm sorry, but I was like, oh, I know this book. That's sad, isn't it? By the way, guys, I love the Suki Stackhouse books. 
I did not watch True Blood. And if you've watched True Blood, that's fantastic. Good for you. I couldn't get into it. Too much sex on the screen. But dang, do I love the books. I am team Eric all the way. And even though there's some inconsistencies in some parts of the book where I was like, what is she writing? This not That doesn't make sense. I love the beginning and I love the end and the middle can just go be trash. Go read it, guys. <laughs> All right. Hit me with my last one before the break. All right, Abby. <laughs> okay. So I hope I picked a good one. I, I was debating between two, but I, I'm just going to, I'm going to read this like really badly. Are you ready? Okay. Okay. Ye are my blood of my blood and the bone of my bone. I give ye my body. Okay, would that help? Okay. Ye are blood of my blood and bone of my bone. I give ye my body that we two might be one. I give ye my spirit till our life shall be done. And a Scottish accent. Oh. Have you also read this book? <laughs> yeah, I've read this book. Why? You're very specific about it being a Scottish accent. Yep. In the Highlands, Lassie. Oh, is this um, Outlander? Yep, it's Outlander. Okay. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> so Outlander is a good book. Um, I couldn't get into the second one in the series. It just didn't happen because it's a time travel romance, basically. And the start of the second book, they jump back to present day. Like, she's already come back to present day. And I'm like... No, there's there's no there's no hot guys anymore. So I'm just my interest is gone. Sounds kind of sad to say it, but I did. <sighs> I'm disappointed that I didn't get into. I read the second book, but after reading it, I had no desire to read the other five books that I owned by her, which they just sat on the shelf looking very pretty and pretty fat. But I was like, meh. Outlander, I thought was fantastic. Like it was gripping. I was sucked into it. I spent up late night reading. And then I read the second one. I was like, man, I'm not interested. And then, like, I read some plots of the other one. I was like, whoa, things got weird. I'm past. But, yeah. Good job, Abby. I'm glad that um, my Scottish accent was so great. <laughs> you did a very good job with it. <laughs> oh, I know I did. Oh, man. All right. So, leaving, leaving round one of the first half, we have Abby in the lead with four and Mo behind with two when we come back we will try to do this some more and see how it goes we'll talk to you in a minute guys hi this is leah stuhler creator and host of ya book chat podcast if you love reading young adult books and chatting about them with your friends then head on over to my podcast and take a listen each episode my guest and i chat about a different ya book we start spoiler free and then head into our spoiler section where we dive into the mysteries of each book and we do it with laughs and fun along the way you can listen to ya book chat on apple podcast spotify stitcher iHeartRadio, and wherever you get your your podcast. And now back to the show. 
Welcome back, guys. We are going to continue our game. I am in the lead with four, and Mo has two. Let's see how this goes. Perhaps the logical conclusion of everyone looking the same is everyone thinking the same. Uglies? Yes, good job. Yeah, had that vibe. I'm like, mm, it feels like uglies. Don't remember the name at all, <clears throat> or the author. This is by Scott Westerfeld. Don't even remember the plot. I read this book 15 years ago, probably. No, not 15. 13 years ago. I know it's YA. So the Ugly series is YA, and it's set in this world where when you hit a certain point after puberty, like a certain age or whatever, you are allowed to go through the process of getting rid of every imperfection. So you won't have acne, you won't have a single hair out of place, your face will be completely symmetrical, like, you'll just look gorgeous and perfect. And you have the option to not do that, and so there's this big, like, paid-for beauty versus naturally how you are, and there's some people who are, like, against the system, and so it's kind of a revolutionary kind of feel with heavy tones of which beauty is authentic and actually good, I guess. Um, it's a, actually a pretty interesting series. I read, I think there's like four books in it, and I know I read them all. So yeah, it was a good YA. I enjoyed it. Yeah, I did not. I read like one and two. I just didn't read the other one. That was really fast. I'm impressed. <laughs> Ooh, go me. I feel so proud of myself right now. Not going to lie. Uh, well, I was like, I'm like, God, it sounds like that. I was like, Mo is right. It does sound like that. Okay, you ready for your next one? Mm -hmm. All right. So I think this book is a very quotable book. And I kind of only, I'm not going to say anything else. Okay, ready? Are you ready? People are stupid. They will believe a lie because they want to believe it's true or because they're afraid that it might be true. This isn't a disc world, is it? No, it's not a disc world. I need a hint. We ha we had an inside joke with it. What was the inside joke? Um, because what it, later in the series we got both stuck on the same book because there were chickens. There, I remember there being chickens involved. That's probably not good enough to help you, is it? Oh, this is tickling something in my memory, though. I know, I know it is. So we both got stuck on the same book in the same spot. I think it was like book four we got stuck on. What was it about chickens? Well, that's not the book. So the series. So this is the first book in the series. Yeah, but what was it about chickens that... It beats the crap out of me, okay? Gosh, okay, hold on. I, I know, it was like the most obscure thing, but I feel like... Well, I feel like you mentioned it and it made me want to laugh. And I don't know why, and that's going to bother me now. <laughs> uh, okay, I know it's not the finishing school series. There's a wicker chicken in there. Um, not the wicker chicken. It's something we read in high school? Something we read in high school. Oh, I read too much in high school. Oh, man. I'm going to feel so stupid when you tell me about, what is it? Wizard's First Rule by Terry Goodkind. Yes, that is what it is. Was there a chicken or making the chicken up? No, I feel like there were chickens for some reason. 
I don't know why there were chickens, but there were chickens in this book, and we both got stuck on the same book. Oh, my goodness. Wizard's first rule. That is a long series, and a lot of the books in it are pretty good and definitely worth the read. Uh, I stopped reading because at a certain point, I just wanted them to stop having problems and be happy. And the author kept just having like earth shattering problems for them to fix. And I kept, I just finally got tired of it. And it was like, no, I'm just going to pretend they were happy ever after, after that last book I read. It sounds acceptable. I can't remember how far I got. I got pretty far into it, but I definitely got stuck. I don't remember where I got stuck. But I know I got past the chickens, but got stuck somewhere else. I think I got through like the first eight books or so. And by the ninth one, I was just so tired of them having to deal with these. It's the end of the world problems. And I just wanted them to be happy already. But bad people just can't chill, apparently. I don't even remember what most of the problems were. I just know that like by the time I got to like the ninth book, I went, I can't do this anymore. They just lived happily ever after. Bye. (laughs) I got to Faith of the Fallen and then I couldn't read anymore. I don't even know what all the books are anymore. I just remember that, like, the last two I had bought, I never ended up reading. I just sat on my shelf for forever. That is much, very sad. It is. I'd forgotten that I'd read that series. Well, good. Oh, you didn't get that point, did you? Yeah, that's okay. It happens. Next. (sighs) And I came to understand, in a way I never had before, that books are truly the stuff of miracles. I even dared to dream that someday, somehow, I might surround myself with books from many times and many tongues. I love books about books. Well, it can't be Midnight Library. We're going to do an episode on that one. It can't be the Invisible Library, because we talked about those already. But what can it be? We can talk about books that I've read. So many of them have talked about books, Abby. Mm-hmm. Read, read, read it again. And I came to understand, in a way I never had before, that books are truly the stuff of miracles. I even dare to dream that someday, somehow, I might surround myself with books from many times and many tongues. Inkheart? No. Hmm. I, I, need a, I need a hint. The cover of this that you own has a young boy on it. He's holding a staff and there's a bird flying. Oh, um, it's um, Merlin, um, The Lost Years of Merlin by T.A. Barron. Yep. Yep, yep. I was, I was going to be mean and describe the cover that they have currently on Goodreads and I'm like, you'll never get that. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad that you're, that's, you are a good friend that you remember exactly the kind of cover that I have of the copy of the book I own. <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> And, and yes, and I do know that cover. I love the Lost Merlin series. So basically you get to follow uh, baby Merlin as he grows into his powers. And T.A. Barron is a wonderful writer. He's a young adult writer. It's coming of age. It's expansive. It takes concepts that you know and kind of flips them on their head and gives it new breath and new light to an Arthurian tale. And it's basically just a, a precursor to, you know, author and everything but you get to follow Merlin and I love the world that he's in quite quite great books honestly yes I know that cover well because you loaned it to me at one point and I read it I did 
Well, congratulations. I'm glad that you did. All right. What's my next one? Also, take the book quote. Are you prepared? Okay. All right. Hemimir said, it is very nice how many books there are indeed, and on so many subjects. What was the name? Tamamir. Tamamir? Sure. Sounds great. <sighs> Why does that sound like a dragon's name? I don't know, Abby. Why does it? Are there dragons in this book? There are dragons in this book. This isn't Priory of the Orange Tree, is it? No, I did look at that and I thought about that, but I decided not to pick that one. Okay. Is this Her Majesty's Dragon? Yes. Babby. Yes. Yeah, that's really good. <laughs> I was like, I know this name from somewhere. Hang on while I dig. <laughs> good job. And impressed. Oh, thank you. I also butchered the name because I'm like, I can't pronounce it. It'll be fine if I say the name. <laughs> so I had you say it again because I was like, uh. Okay. Are you ready for your next one? Mm-hmm. I am. Okay. There's nobody to challenge you, I said softly. Nobody to argue with. Nobody to push you and help you find new ideas. For a guy like you, that sounds like death. Hmm. No one to challenge you, no one to push you. And for a guy like you, that looks like death. Um, skills, urban fantasy. Um, sort of. More urban, more fantasy. This specific book, I would consider futuristic urban fantasy, but the entirety of the series is not. It's just this one book. Okay. Pen Dragon series then. Mm-hmm. And which book is it? Um, Cyberbug. The reality. No, bug. Infinity Bug? Reality Bug, yes. By DJ McHale. Thank you. You you talk about this one. You, you know these better because you got these me into these books. You and Nate both did. Oh my goodness. Anyway, great book though. I love this book. I love that book. I knew this was your favorite of the series, that's why I picked it. <laughs> I appreciate that. I was like I was like, hmm, that feels very familiar. <laughs> so the Pendragon series by DJ McHale follows a boy with the last name of Pendragon, and he is what they call a traveler. He can travel to the 10 different worlds that exist, and part of his job is to help protect it from St. Dane, who wants to crash the realities together and destroy everything, basically. And so it's told in first person from Pendragon's point of view through his journals that he's sending back to his friends on his home plane planet thing. But each one of these realities is incredibly different. And the reality in this fourth book that we talked about is basically everybody lives within this cyber reality and it's just like the deterioration of the society itself is basically at the breaking point because people only come out of the cyber reality when they actually have to and it's just like the most skeletal jobs possible like 
making sure people are checked in and checked out of this cyber reality, making sure their feeding tubes are actually giving them food, like that kind of thing. It's kind of a depressing world, but a very good book. Yeah. It reminds me a lot of Ready Player One, but Ready Player One came out after this book. So I feel like there's a lot of like, you know, virtual reality gone bad books in kind of like the more recent years. But I feel like the first one I read was this one. Um, And then another one I read was called The Air Apparent as well. And then I can think of Warcross be another one as well, where virtual reality, while it's super cool and awesome, can also be bad. But yeah. But yeah, this is a very good series. It was one that was coming out while I was in high school. So I remember going to Barnes and Noble and or to Borders, actually. There you go. When Borders were still a mm-hmm. thing. Going to Borders and getting the new nice hardback of these books. And I still have them. It's a very good series. Highly recommend it, guys. You should pick them up. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I love this quote from this book. It's like such a iconic quote, I'm going to call it. I heard of a guy in Chicago who advertises in the phone book, 100 Wizard. So that's probably an urban legend. This is Alex Veris. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the first sin. Faded. I had this as one of yours for later. Um, okay, I'll take that point <laughs> right now. Thank you. Uh, no, I'm going to pick another one thanks dang it dang it what did i ask you first guys i i know i've talked about the alex Vera series before i know abby and i have not done book review on it or series review the newest book is out and i really need to just dive into it but there's so many other books because abby keeps booking up my schedule and we're almost into may and i still have not read the newest one but i love the series i love watching alex grow so basically i think it's 12 books and it kind of is taking over a year and a half, I think is the time frame, maybe two years. And it is urban fantasy. And I like it a lot more than the Harry Dresden book. I've listened to the audio. I've read, I've read them. Like I've gone both ways. I will always recommend this series over um, the Harry Dresden series, which I mean, nothing wrong with the Dresden files. They're, they're good. But I really like the characters a lot more in this one. So go go read this, guys. It's one of my favorites. Yeah, I really like this series. I need to read more of it. I haven't read as much as Mo has, but I definitely, mm, yes. This is less of a, the king needs a reason thing and more of a, the king loves burning people and killing people thing, Eric corrected. Okay. (laughs) Interesting, Eric. Interesting. Not the NPCs, is it? Yes, it is. Okay. I'm like, is it? I'm like, I'm like, okay, there's kings and there's burnings. I'm like, God, I'm like, I, I think I, it has to be. I don't know. It is. I don't know what else it could be. <laughs> yes, it's NPCs. Um, uh, this is one that I listened to off of Audible uh, while working at SPI with Abby. And I don't remember a whole bunch, except, of course, it was a D&D crew that got sucked into the world, except they got sucked into being, no, 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 it's not. It's the NPC's point of view of the characters, and the characters are stupid, right? So, there's a group of NPCs. It starts out with 
the characters for a D&D group going into the world. They see several NPCs that the DM has created in this bar. And <laughs> the player characters all ended up accidentally poisoning themselves by eating mushrooms out in the forest. And they all end up dead at the bar. And for the actual players, no big deal. They have new characters. They're going to start over. But the NPCs are left with the bodies of their former characters, and they're all freaking out, going, oh my god, what are we going to do? These these guys just, like, fell over dead. What What's going on? And so these lovely NPCs decide to take the weapons and the assignment from the king off of the bodies and pretend to be this group of adventurers, because adventurers come through all the time. They're like, you know something, we'll do it. We'll go get this thing done. And the king won't know the difference because he hasn't met them yet. It's fine. <laughs> and so you follow the NPCs as they're making their way through this adventure, trying to just get out alive, basically. And they do. Well, yeah, they did. They, they, they do. Yeah. God. It was funny. Like, I, I just remember the voice acting was really good. It was, it was funny. Mm-hmm. There is definitely a lot of language in this book, but not as bad as some that I've read. I mean, there's there's a lot of language in this book, but it is it is very funny. It was a very fun read. And they'd end up running into the new player characters later on, which is pretty funny too. I got one though. Yes. Yay. Nice job. You got that pretty fast. Yeah, it's a very distinct book. It was really, I remember it just being a really funny book. Okay, are you ready? I'm ready. Okay, well, this is a great, another depressing quote. The most popular quote, and good luck. Um, the worst part of holding the memories is not the pain. It's the loneliness of it. Memories need to be shared. Your face is so funny. <laughs> Oh, memories need to be shared. It sounds like something I've read, and it's obviously something I've read. I'm like, it's on your read list, so yes, you have read it. It's like, it's tickling my brain, and it's that the tickling's not getting me anything. What's my hint? For me, this is one of the first dystopian books I read, but that's for me specifically. It was a Newbery Medal Award winner book that came out in 1994. Young adult. Maybe, nah, not young, but it's young adult. Science fiction dystopia. Middle grade. Is this Asimov? No, not Asimov. Okay. What science fiction was I reading besides Asimov? Um... But don't think about the year. Like, I read it really early. I don't know if you read it really early. I don't know if you didn't read it until high school or what. I'm trying to think of what older sci-fi books I've read. Because <sighs> I know it's not Babaverse. It's not the Aurora Cycle. Because that's way new. It's not Red Rising. And I am drawing such a blank. Okay. Um, main character is Jonas. The world is colorless. The giver? Yes. Good job. Okay. I wouldn't have thought of that as sci-fi. 
Really? It's, it's a dystopian sci-fi, yeah. Is it? Okay. Yeah. I don't know. In my head, sci-fi always has to either have robots or spaceships. <laughs> oh, okay. There's a sci-fi element to it. Oh, no. I can totally see the sci-fi element now that you've said that, but, like, mm-hmm. that's not how my brain connected it. <laughs> oh, no, you're fine. I That's fine. Oh, good. Okay. Yeah. Um, it's a good shorter story, but worth the read, guys. Mm-hmm. It had some very fascinating concepts and made me think. It did. It is. It, it's middle grade. So like I, so it came out in 94. I am pretty certain I picked it up in about mm, 2001. I read probably seventh grade and I didn't really like get it. And I read it again as an adult and I was like, dang, this is a good book. Like super, super into it. Mm-hmm. All right. Your turn. All right, this is the last one I have for you. Okay. You do not follow me because I am the strongest. Pax is. You do not follow me because I'm the brightest. Mustang is. You follow me because you do not know where you're going. I do. What the hell are their names? Pax and Mustang. What the hell is that from? Oh, I should know this. Oh, this feels so familiar. It's tingling the brain. Pax and Mustang. They sound like nicknames. Okay. Think colors. Oh, Red Rising. Yes. <laughs> Who's the author of Red Rising? That would be Pierce Brown. So I've read, so there's a, I don't know if it's a series per se. Okay, so like, I don't know, like the first three books are kind of a trilogy of their own. And then like there's a time skip and then there's like another portion of the series after it. But I really enjoyed the first three books of this. I enjoyed that whole story arc. But basically, it's another dystopian science fiction book where Red Rising. So it follows the main character, whatever his name is. What's his name? Uh, uh, a guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A dude um, who basically is part of a lower class of citizens on Mars who's a minor. And like when he started the book, he has a wife, like he's married, even though he's like a 15, 16 year old, but they marry young because they die young. So obviously, yeah, you're going to start your married life younger. And basically everything's ruled by colors. So red's one of the lowest colors. Gold is one of the highest colors. And he ends up going through a transformation that is, makes him equal to the goals and goes through this whole revolution um and like this academy so like it's weird because he goes from like a married husband to basically being thrown into a war academy as a teenager you know what i mean but it was still good i loved it i love that book i i devoured that book i really enjoyed the first one i think i read the second one but i never got around to the third (laughs) It it was is worth it. They're all worth it. Yeah, I do remember enjoying them. Yeah, I got it. I got it. I'm proud of you. Did I add my point? No, let's do it. All right, all right, Abby. Uh, well, this is not a tiebreaker because you're at seven, I'm at six. But if you get this one, you can have eight points to my six points. Okay. Okay. <laughs> all right. Ready. Mm-hmm. Books are my friends, my companions. 
They make me laugh and cry and find the meaning of life. Hmm. This makes me want to like scroll through my red list going, what? (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, I feel like this quote is the most popular quote from the book, but it's like the most irrelevant quote ever to it. Okay. So I need a hint. Okay. On the cover, there is a blue dragon. And the author wrote this book and published it when he was 18. Oh, um, Aragon? Yep. <laughs> what a weird quote to have from that book. <laughs> uh, I know. I was like, why not? I'll just choose that one. I like that I had about books, but yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's that has nothing to do with anything else in that book. <laughs> mm-hmm. I really loved Aragon, but jeez, it was I did not like the next book. I got through, let's see, I did Aragon. I got through the second one. It was the third one that killed me. <sighs> I have so many problems with interestingly, Aragon has the lower lowest rating of a 3.91, Eldest is 399, First Springer is 405. Inheritance is 409. So I'm curious. I thought Aragon was very strong compared to Eldest. Eldest, you were just like, what the hell's going on? Mm-hmm. But it's because we're in the training stuff, and I don't really care about training sometimes. I'm just like, let's get the plot going. Yeah, plot. You know? Well, maybe it was the second one that killed me then. Wait, what was the second one? Eldest? Eldest, yeah. The red one. Hmm. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I gave that three stars. (laughs) And I did not read the third or fourth one. Yep. Okay. I had problems with that book. Uh, So many problems with that book. Mm -hmm. Aragon was great. But Aragon. I loved Aragon. It was great. Poured through it. Young adult coming to age. Has dragons. Perfect. Yeah, everything just went downhill with that second one. Yeah, it did. It was the romance in that one that killed me. Yeah. He turned into this very pushy, obnoxious, nice guy. And I hated it so much. Because she kept telling him, we can't be together. We're not going to be together. And he just kept pushing and pushing and pushing and pushing. And I... I, I was so frustrated by the end of that book. I just wanted to like throttle him and end it. (laughs) That that would be hilarious. Oh, I don't even like, and that book was just like him training a bunch for the most part, wasn't it? Yeah, pretty much. And I, it was boring. Yeah. I think there was some sort of big confrontation at the end that I enjoyed, but everything up to that point, I was just like, I just want to kill you. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I need you to stop pushing this. I need you to stop pushing this, please. So, yeah. The first one's great. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. Highly recommend the first one. You can just stop there. It's fine. It's a one book. It's a standalone. Yep. Promise. Yep. That's right. All right, everyone, we hope you enjoyed us fumbling our way through quotes of books that we read. And we're both like, what in the world is that from? We will see you again next week.
We'll talk to you next week, guys. Bye. If you liked what you heard today and want to help us spread the book love, drop us a rating or review on the app you use, or share the episode post on your preferred social media. Everything helps. You can also check out our Patreon for some awesome perks like access to our mini-series, a monthly guaranteed episode poll, and much more. You can also find us on Instagram and Twitter under the name The Book Life Podcast. If you'd like to contact us directly, you can email us at thebooklifepodcast at gmail.com. The song is Theme for an Unmade Anime by C8 Benoit from their album Dominique. You can find them on Instagram at C underscore A underscore B-E-N-O-I-T. That's C-A Benoit. And on Spotify under their name, Katie Benoit. Thanks for listening. Till next time.